Yeah, we can record. <laughs> it's okay. Well, take two. Welcome back to another episode of The Catholic Fiat, a faith podcast for young Catholics. I'm your host, Victoria Wilson, and today I am joined by my lovely friend, Cameron Krager. Cameron is a crucial part of the Newman Catholic Center, a member of the EIU women's golf team, and a creator of the Council of Catholic Women Instagram page. She is always full of excitement, a famous Catholic TikTok star, and has the deepest love for her faith. Hello, Cameron. How's it going? It's going pretty good. I'm just glad that this podcast is audio because I'm looking a little rough after practice. (laughs) Me and you both. I am sitting here in gray on gray sweatpants. I literally just rolled out of bed. Cameron, could you tell everyone a little bit about yourself? Yeah, so I'm a sophomore here at Eastern Illinois University. I'm majoring in business administration and minoring in religious studies. So I'm a part of the Catholic Scholars Program here through Eastern. I lead a small group of freshman students. I'm part of the Students for Life chapter. And as you mentioned, I'm a member of the EIU women's golf team. Cameron, I'm so excited to be here with you and to talk more about our faith and what it's like uh, to live this faith life in college. So I'm just going to jump right in uh, to the meat and potatoes of this podcast (laughs) So, Cameron, what's your background in the Catholic faith? So, I was a cradle Catholic. My dad came from a huge Catholic family, and my mom came from a Protestant Christian family. But all of us kids were raised in the Catholic Church, received the sacraments and everything. Um, My dad was always the one who was bringing us to Mass on Sundays. We went when we could, but with his work, he had a lot of overnight shifts on the weekends to where he wouldn't be up in time on Sunday morning. So around junior high, I had stopped going to Mass pretty much altogether. Uh, When I was 14, though, I started dating the deacon's son in our church, and that kind of pushed me back into the routine of Mass a little bit. And even though I went every Sunday, I felt like I was just kind of going through the motions through most of my high school career. I didn't really understand the faith until I got here to Eastern, though. Awesome. So... Who would you say um, was your mentor or your role model in faith growing up? I would probably say it was a girl in my youth group. She was a year ahead of me in school. Her name was Carly, and she was easily the biggest influence on my faith life. We had played sports together, but it wasn't until the March for Life trip in 2016 when I really got to see how genuine of a person she was after sharing a room together that weekend. I realized how much I could resonate with her story, but envied the faith that she had to get her through it. She always had such strong witness to the Lord, and I just remember longing for that and sitting in adoration that weekend, wishing someday that I could have that same amount of faith that she did. Well, I would say that you are full of faith. I don't (laughs) think I've ever seen anyone express their faith as much as you have. Cameron, what's your confirmation saint or your favorite saint? (laughs) So, like I had kind of said, I wasn't super, like, into my faith until high school and kind of junior high. So I remember a group of girls had come up to me in our math class in eighth grade and was like, hey, you should get confirmed. I was like, 
oh, okay. And they're like, we already started classes, but just come along. I go there and Deacon hands out papers. It's like, all right, pick your confirmation saint. And I was like, um, St. Michael the Archangel. I know that one because <laughs> he's like the patron saint of our diocese. So we say, you know, the St. Michael the Archangel prayer at the end of every mass. So I was like, sure, why not? Um, <laughs> as far as my favorite saint, though, I think St. Therese of Lisieux has been one of the most influential ones in my life. I've come to have a pretty strong uh, devotion to her and her little way. I would say St. Michael's a great saint. Um, he's our patron saint of this Panther Awakening 7. Um, so we definitely picked a great saint for that. <laughs> and I didn't even know that was your confirmation saint. Yeah. <laughs> and I've learned something new every day. <laughs> so Cameron, what is life like as you got to college and you were a student and now an athlete and being Catholic on top of all of that? It's been a struggle, <laughs> to say the least. So as a student here on campus, I think it's so interesting to live out the faith in places you wouldn't expect. So I find myself breaking out of my comfort zone and being a witness to the love God's placed in my heart, whether it's meeting a familiar face on the sidewalk, um, a class discussion, or, you know, just introducing myself to complete strangers on campus. <laughs> so before Eastern, I was about the most introverted person you would meet. But everything changed when I got here. It took me a while to get comfortable with it, but once I did, I instantly felt so freed. Um, as an athlete, I this is my first year on the team, but I have found myself kind of with another family. Uh, the other girls, <laughs> they didn't seem too sure about me when I first came up. They had followed my Instagram over the summer and were like, ooh, she's really into that Catholic faith, and they, I don't think they really knew what to expect. But the thing that I love most is that even with the girls who I didn't have much in common with at all, we've built a relationship like siblings, and things get crazy sometimes, and my swing's a little off, but I wouldn't trade it for the world. Um, on top of all of that, being a Catholic woman in both of these situations, I've definitely found myself tempted and drawn away from a Catholic lifestyle. So college is a hard time. Uh, you come from a small town, high school, where you either know them, know of them, or they're your cousin. <laughs> so <laughs> you go from that to being in the biggest fishbowl you could ever imagine, and you just want to meet everybody. So it's really hard sometimes to stick to what I know is true. And I've had plenty of backtracks in my life since I started here as a college student. The, the pressure is more than anything I could have imagined. But through Newman and the nourishment that it's given me in my spiritual life, I feel like I'm finding myself stronger uh, standing through the temptations and the pressures. Honestly, Cameron, I didn't peg you as an introvert. Yeah. <laughs> I think I met you on Panther Awakening and you were just like dancing and jumping and <laughs> We stayed up to like midnight just doing like a dance competition in the hallway. Like, I, you did not peg me as an introvert whatsoever. Would you say that being um, a college student in today's society, like, what are your biggest struggles? Um, I feel like all of us, especially as Catholics, we can find ourselves going into our adult lives with a grade school level of understanding in the faith. 
So then when you come to college and you're a student, you're on a sports team, you're meeting new people, whatever it is, the temptations, whether for you it's lust or alcohol, drugs, whatever it might be, uh, or the doubt that comes creeping in. Is my faith just something I was raised in throughout my whole life and I just never questioned it? Or is this actually true? And I feel like not having that strong sense of faith and that ground in the church can easily take it from you. You know, you get to situations where maybe you have an atheist professor or a Protestant group on campus or whatever it may be and your beliefs get tested and it's hard to know what to say. So my biggest struggle definitely was I was Catholic. I was raised Catholic my whole life, but I didn't know what it meant to be Catholic. Yeah, I think you hit that (laughs) right on the head. (laughs) So do you think, like... In what ways do you think Newman has helped you? All of them. (laughs) (laughs) So, like I said, I didn't really know much about the Catholic faith uh, when I got here. And when I first got to Eastern, I was like, oh, I just want to be involved in everything. I got into three campus ministries, met amazing people. I was going to Mass every Sunday and then, like, other Sunday services and Bible studies. And I had, like, three different groups of awesome people to hang out with all the time. And then a couple months into it, I remember going to one of the Protestant Christian services and the pastor's sermon was basically talking about, hey, here's why we broke away from the Catholic Church. Here are the horrible things they believe. They're falling into sin. We need to take all these Catholic kids and convert them, like get them out of the pits of hell is basically what he said. And I was like, whoa. Oh my gosh. (laughs) I was taking notes, writing down everything he said. And I remember bringing the notebook to the Advent party at Newman. And I was freaking out because all of my friends were like, Cameron, let's get you rebaptized. Like, you're not saved yet. Come do it with us. And I'm like, okay. Um, I don't know how I feel about that. Love you guys. But I don't know. So I remember bringing the notebook in and just sitting down with Roy and Emily, who are two of our campus ministers, and just getting questions answered, and I realized how little I knew. So then one of my best friends was going through RCIA. She was receiving the sacraments of initiation, and she asked me to be her godmother and sponsor, and I was so excited. (laughs) I started to go to the RCIA classes with her, and I honestly think I learned just as much as she did. So (laughs) both of these events really just sparked an interest in the Catholic faith through me. Over the summer, I began to study apologetics and the catechism, and I started to really understand what it meant to be Catholic. And after going on Panther Awakening 5, though, that was my first semester, I believe in November, uh, it's a retreat through the Newman Center. After all of that, I had really felt the walls that I had been building up in my relationship with God come crumbling down. So I've had my fair share of setbacks, but the Newman Center, it's just easily been the best thing that's happened to me, and it's forever going to have a place in my heart. (laughs) Honestly, that's really cool that you were able to, like, reach out to other, like, religions and go and experience that and then come back and be, like, questioning. Not a lot of people in today's world will, like, question the faith. I, for one, will just go along with the whatever's happening and just be like, okay, this is cool. I don't, I don't know why we're doing this, but sure. But that's really cool that you were able to 
come back to Roy and Emily and just be like, is this true or false? Answer <laughs> these for me. This is a quiz. I need to know. <laughs> so, Cameron, where do you see yourself after college? Like, what do you want to do? Well, that's a very good question. Um, I ask my mom that a lot. I'm like, I just don't know what I want to do. And she's like, Cameron, I'm 54 and I don't know what I want to do. <laughs> so I've got a couple years to figure things out. Right now I'm business administration because I feel like I could go a lot of places with that. I could work for an accounting firm or a golf course or a church or a school. You know, there's a lot of different places that you could place me there. But um I'm thinking as of now, I want to get my master's in theology at the Aquinas Institute of Theology in St. Louis, and I want to pursue campus ministry. I'm not really sure if that's what I'm being called to yet. I'm still praying about that, but I feel like Newman has had such an impact on my life that it really brought out the fire in my heart. I'm like, I want to do that. I want to teach people like what it means to be Catholic. I want to be there through the struggles of the college student, all the struggles that I had. I want to be that person for somebody. So <laughs> that's awesome. Honestly, I'm in grad school here at Eastern and I don't even know what I want to do with my <laughs> <Exactly>. life. <laughs> so do you think uh, campus ministry is something that God has called you in life or do you think there's something more? Well, For the longest time, I was kind of in a state of discernment. I didn't know which sounded more appealing. Um, Maybe taking up a vocation as a religious sister, you know, living a life of celibacy, or being a mom to like 14 kids, you know, big old Catholic family. Uh, It couldn't be any more different, so maybe somewhere in between. (laughs) I recently has started dating somebody from the team, But, like, my mind and my heart are still open to God's calling for me, whatever that may entail. So celibacy isn't off the table. Um, I did see, though, there was a quote from St. Therese of Lisieux, and I found it a couple weeks ago, and I feel like it couldn't explain better how I feel God is calling me. And it says, um, uh, my vocation, at last I found it. My vocation is love. So I feel like whether it's being a student on campus or being a teammate, a complete stranger, or being a friend to some of the beautiful people I've come to know through ministry. I know that when I got here, God just overflowed my heart with so much love to give and so much energy (laughs) to use it. And I'm just being called to share that with the world. I can't really put my finger on it now, but I just have this strong feeling in my heart that he's setting me up for something great. That's awesome. It's like you're on Google and you're you don't know whether to search 14-passenger minivans or <laughs> what kind of convent do I want to join? Yeah. So you basically, through this entire episode, you've described, like, really your yes to God. But is there anything else that you want to add, like, to describe your yes to God? My yes to God. I feel like my yes to God started with my yes to Eastern. So... Something kind of cool that has come out of my life, if anything, is that when I went on the March for Life in, I believe, 2018, I remember I was going through, like, a really, really hard time. I was doubting my faith. I just didn't know what to do. I really just was in a state of anxiety and depression, and 
I just felt like I needed something more out of this life. I was stuck in these patterns and these relationships that just completely drained me of everything that could make me feel good. And I remember thinking, because I grew up in the same parish my whole life, and so I was pretty close to the priest. Like, I went bowling with him, like, to the movies, like, he, with a big group of us kids and stuff, he would always be taking us places. Our youth group was, like, his kids, in a sense. So I remember I hadn't gone to confession since second grade <laughs> for my first communion. So I was like, you know what? I'm at the National March for Life. There's like 65 priests in this big old room and I can confess my sins and I'll never have to see him again. And that's a win for me. So I remember waiting in line, going up there. And I remember one of the sisters brought me to one that was face to face. It wasn't like his back turned. I was like, okay, you know, it's fine. I'm never going to see him again. It's okay. I spent probably half an hour in there just bawling my eyes out breaking down like every laying it all out there you know like the past what nine years of sin <laughs> that was holding on to me and I felt so good after and I remember him just saying you know just start appreciating the little things in life I was like okay and after that I just started seeing like a smile on the face or a penny on the ground or whatever it was I was like starting to try to find the little blessings and things and then, so that was 2018. I graduated in 2019 from high school. And I remember looking at colleges and I was just like, you know, I don't know why, but I really want to go to Eastern Illinois. And my mom's like, don't, don't you want to look at other places? Like any other college visits? I was like, nope, nope. I'm, I just, I just want to go here. And she's like, okay. So I, that was the only place that I visited. I was like, I don't know. I'm just, I'm just going there. It's, it's set in stone. I'm going. And about three days before I moved in, the Newman Center there posted a picture of the new chaplain for the Newman Center. And it was the priest <laughs> that I was like, oh, you know, I'll never see him again. I can just bawl and break down and get all these sins out. And it was Father Brayden. And I was like, oh my gosh, I can't go. <laughs> like, he's gonna remember me and he's gonna be like, oh, you filthy sinner. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, mom, I changed my mind. I don't want to go to college. <laughs> yeah. And it was so funny because I felt so nervous. And I remember he had sent me an email after the first Sunday's mass. And he was like, Cameron, like, I've heard great things about you. I want to meet with you one-on-one, -on -one, like, after mass next Sunday. You know, I want to talk. And I was like, it's it. He recognized my name or something. Like, he remembers me. He's he was gonna, like, oh, that's that girl that cried. <laughs> like, and I remember talking to him about a couple months later. And he was like, yeah, I have no memory of that at all. You know how many confessions I get? Oh, my God. <laughs> but I think that was my yes to God was when I broke down those sins. And that just the filth that had been clinging to my soul and making me feel like I wasn't worthy of God's love. Breaking that down, I feel like that was God. How do I put it? I feel like breaking down that wall, I opened myself to God. And he was like, yes, finally, you opened up the door. Now here's the next door. You're going to Eastern. You're going to find the Newman Center there. You're going to find people you love. And you're going to break out of all, everything. The habits, 
the introvertedness, if that's even a word. <laughs> you're you're just going to be this person that I've created you to be. That's so cool that <laughs> Father Brayden was the one to hear your confession and then <laughs> came with you to Easter. Yeah. So he follows you. <laughs> Cameron, is there anything else you want to add before I close this out? I don't think so. I think we're good. <laughs> well, thank you so much, Cameron, for being my first guest and hopping on board to talk about your faith and what life is like in college. If people want to find you on social media, where can they do so? Well, everything's pretty much at Cameron Craker. So it's it's just my name. Nothing, nothing too fancy. <laughs> and if they're like me who doesn't know how to spell Cameron, because there's 50 ways to spell Cameron, that how do you point. spell it? <laughs> um... That's always funny. People are like, how do you spell your name? A C or a K? I'm like, oh, both. Um, <laughs> it's C-A-M-E-R-O-N-K-R-A-G-E-R. So. <laughs> awesome. Thank you for spelling that out for us illiterate folks who don't know how to spell. Uh, thank you all for listening. If this episode sparked an interest in your heart, feel free to email your stories, comments, suggestions. All of that goes to thecatholicfiat at gmail.com. You'll also find that in the link in the description to this podcast <laughs> and feel free to follow us on instagram at the catholic fiat you can also find a link to connect with cameron in the description of this podcast as well and i can't wait to see you all next time with another surprise guest just like mary who said her yes to god each of us can say our yes to god each of us can respond with our entire being with a fiat of surrendered love i am the handmaid of the lord let it be done